0: Alright, cards on the table. This episode is without a doubt my favorite single installment of the entire series. That said, I'm going to give it the old college dropout try, but it's really hard to force the hatred. We begin with a quick flashback to World War II, as the Greatest Generation mixes it up at Guadalcanal. It's a cool little scene, save for the fact that everyone's firing lasers instead of bullets and pilots safely parachute out of their planes. But then this is the same universe in which G.I. Joe exists, so we'll just have to accept that. This may seem to have nothing to do with anything, but trust me, it will. Cut to the present day. Decepticon HQ. We're in the middle of a conversation that we know must have happened a hundred thousand times before. Starscream says, I could run this place better than you. Megatron kindly requests that he shut the fuck up. As he turns his back to walk away, Starscream just shoots him right in the back, which is awesome. Less awesome is the fact that he believes this could actually kill Megatron. Or as the big guy puts it himself, Fool, I cannot be terminated by a single blast from your puny weapon! Those of you who feel the need to read homosexual subtext into this relationship, take note. The rest of us will just have to take that for what it actually means. Starscream's treacherous heart was willing, but his metal flesh was weak. He urges the bemused Decepticons to assist their new leader, but they just continue standing there being bemused. I'm almost certain Soundwave is smirking under that mouth mask thing. Megatron decides that he's finally had enough of Screamer's crap and orders him taken away. So Laserbeak, in true badass Laserbeak fashion, carries a robot ten times his weight as far as he can go. Which, it turns out, is Guadalcanal. Hey, just like the little flashback thing from the beginning. Starscream wanders around the beach muttering to himself and trips over some debris left over from the war. This leads him to begin scavenging and eventually leads him to the coolest idea he's ever had. He threatens his way onto the space bridge, takes a ride to Cybertron, and steals these glowy dealies here. Those dealies, it turns out, are personality components. Transformer brains. The five that he stole belong to political prisoners that Megatron apprehended sometime in the past. That's right, he removed their brains and destroyed their bodies. But that's not even the coolest part. The coolest part is that once Starscream has stolen the specific personality components he was after, he destroys everything else in the entire room. That means hundreds of Decepticon brains being kept in this little prison are now incinerated. Dead. It may have been an easy victory, but Starscream just killed like a couple hundred imprisoned Decepticons, which puts his body count well ahead of anyone else's for the series. Returning to Earth, he installs the components into the derelict vehicles. Science is a little hazy for me here, but apparently a personality component can reformat an empty body into a new form. So he's not just leading an army of rusted-out 40-year-old garbage. So his new soldiers take form and introduce themselves, and now we're going to play a little game of which of these things is not like the others. Combaticons, Transform! Brawl! Swindle! Blast off! Vortex! And Brawl is a tank. Swindle is a jeep. Vortex is a helicopter. Onslaught is a missile trailer. And Blastoff is... A space shuttle. Uh-huh. Still, they're all unique molds, unlike the Stunticons or Aerialbots, which means if you bought this, guys, you actually had five unique toys instead of several repainted versions of the same toy. Being a bit rebellious themselves, the Combaticons initially balk at cooperating. But here's where Starscream was really smart. He left out a key component in their new bodies known as an energy absorber. The upshot of all this is they cannot refuel without them, and he's the only one who can install them. So they agree to help, adding a hasty, for now, at the end, because all evil guys have to say that when they agree to anything. It's evil law. Meanwhile, Jazz and Cliffjumper are attending the dedication of a statue commemorating Optimus Prime. Wait, hold on a minute. Yes, but what's that in internal story time? That's what I thought. Much as I wish he were, the guy's not dead yet. Why are they dedicating statues to him? Oh well. The important thing is, here are two Transformers that Starscream's new army can kidnap to steal their energy absorbers, and they do while explaining to us exactly what each of their weapons do, which I have pointed out previously is totally how people actually talk. I'm always saying, my awareness of irony allows me to review a show that I love despite it having a ton of flaws. I say this out loud every time I step in front of the mic, honestly. You know, I could talk about this episode for hours, and at this rate I will, so let's hurry things along a bit, won't we? Megatron accuses the Autobots of swiping the personality components. Megatron faces down Starscream, who captures two Decepticons in the fighting. Then, somehow, everybody's refueling, despite the fact that Starscream has said out loud about 30 times that they can't recharge till they get energy absorbers from five Transformers. Which is a pretty big flaw, I grant you, but this next bit makes up for it. A climactic battle happens, and Megatron orders the Constructicons to do their usual suck-and-lose trick. Then the Combaticons show off their be-awesome-and-win trick, combining into the incredibly awesome Bruticus. Somehow when I was 12, I completely overlooked the fact that we'd just been introduced to a new team of five and that they would obviously be combining into one big guy. This took me completely by surprise, and it was one of the coolest things I'd ever seen. Bruticus handily defeats Devastator, forcing this, which instantly overtakes the previous as the new coolest thing I'd ever seen. World, who the new Decepticon leader is? Never! Verticus? No! Now, Megatron, who is the new Decepticon leader? Enough! Him, you are. I can't hear you! You are. I am now the leader of all Decepticons! Sadly, of course, Starscream's victory is short-lived. The Stunticons blow in his Menosaur and wipe the big guy out, but only, and I think it's essential to point this out, only because they hit him in the back when he wasn't looking. And hey, it's not like we hadn't set up the whole shooting in the back precedent earlier. It's fair game. We end with Megatron emerging from the rubble and swearing to take out Starscream once and for all by banishing him from Earth. Yeah, even if he doesn't realize that one of these guys is a space shuttle, he must remember that Starscream can easily travel through space in jet mode. In other words, this is not the last we'll be hearing of Starscream and his titular brigade. But after the next episode, you'll kind of wish it was. (laughs) Heh, titular. Megatron's in trouble. Who cares? It looks like Starscream's defeated him. So? So you think Starscream's gonna stop here? Good point. He never knows when to quit.